the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Minneapolis-St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis, Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Former President Trump held a Save America rally in Warren, Michigan last night. Former President says nobody's talking about his administration's offer to provide military protection to the U.S. Capitol January 6th. We authorized from 10 to 20,000, and it's in the Obama, from previous, the Obama Inspector General's report. And they turned it down, and they don't want to talk about it. The unselect committee doesn't want to talk about it. It's a complete scam. He criticized the multiple legal investigations against him as well. Rescuers continuing to pluck various survivors from places around Florida, particularly on the barrier islands in the wake of Hurricane Ian. The state's death toll stands at 47. This is SRN News. Sideline Sanity with Michelle Tafoya. Seems as though every generation thinks, oh, you don't, you don't understand, you don't know history, you don't, no one's being taught about slavery. And it's like, I learned about it in second grade. I'm, it's almost this notion that each generation thinks there hasn't been enough attention paid, and so we see more and more of a focus on it. Streaming on Apple Podcasts and SalemPodcastNetwork.com. The closer edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network is up next here on a Sunday, just after 1 o'clock at AM 1280 The Patriot. It's a pre recorded but fresh edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network with Brad Carlson. Brad will be back in studio next weekend taking your phone calls. Enjoy the program today. Let's update your forecast. It looks like we'll see partly sunny skies. 72 is our high, down to 55 tonight. Looking at Monday, very nice. Partly sunny and 76, not a bad start to October. Find the Patriot online at am1280thepatriot.com. The following program was pre recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. We are go for launch in T minus three. Two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into our show. Again, check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are uh, also available to be broadca- or, uh, contacted via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, it's a guestapalooza on today's broadcast. And given the fact that Election Day is uh, less than about well, six weeks, five weeks, whatever it is. It's coming up soon. Uh, we are going to have uh, as many guests as possible stop by and uh, tout their candidacies. And our first guest joining us today is Marla Helseth. She is running for Minnesota Senate in the new Senate District 49, which encompasses eh, southern part of Minnetonka as well as Eden Prairie. We're going to talk to Marla, find out about uh, well her herself and uh, her candidacy and how that is faring thus far. Uh, Marla Helseth, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Good to have you on. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. So uh, Senate District 49, again, uh, did I I have that right, by the way? I'm trying to learn these new Senate districts. I I just learned the old ones, and (laughs) now we had redistricting, so it's throwing me all off, but Minnetonka, Eden Prairie areas. Exactly, yep. We didn't, um, with redistricting, we didn't lose too much or gain too much. It's mostly... Minnetonka, everything south of Highway 7, and all of Eden Prairie. Okay, fantastic. So uh, I guess we'll start off, first of all, uh, something that we always like to ask, uh, who we are and why are you running? Well, I'm Marla Helseth. I am from Illinois, originally married to Paul. We have two kids who are almost both teenagers, uh, Greta and Benjamin. And we have a dog. We live in Eden Prairie. We've lived there for 10 years. 
And we before that, we lived in Minnetonka for 10 years. So I've been in the district and okay. the area about 19 years, 20 years, and have been married that long, too. Um, I am running for office to bring a new perspective to Minnesota politics and to kind of help refocus government's priorities on what we should be focusing on. Yeah. So what? Uh, what's kind of you? Um, obviously, you haven't been in politics. I mean, no. I, this is your first foray into right. running for elected office. So what? Uh, what's kind of been your background before this? Before this, I um, grew up in, in Illinois and then moved to Minnesota when I was about ten years old. My mom, single mom, moved all me and my five siblings to Minnesota. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, yeah, by herself. And um, she remarried, and we lived in Burnsville. So I graduated from Burnsville High School, and. Because there was no not enough money for college, um, I went right into the workforce right out of high school. So I went right into modeling. So doing live stuff is kind of fun oh, for me. I love that kind okay. of thing. Um, did modeling and then worked in restaurants and moved into restaurant management, working for the D'Amico company for a while. Sure. And during the day, I would also do things like um, administrative assistant work in some corporations in downtown Minneapolis. So when I met my husband in about 2001, we got married and I stopped working for a while when we had kids, didn't work at all. And then I became a teacher at my son's school in Eden Prairie. Okay. Yeah. And I've been teaching ever since until I decided to run for office. So how did you, uh, did someone approach you, try to draft you, or did you see what was going on in the political realm and decide, you know, I need to uh, make my voice heard? How did the candidacy come about, Marla Helseth? That's a really good question, and you phrased it really well. It's the latter. Um, okay. No one recruited me. Um, I had some friends that mentioned maybe you should run for office because they had heard me speak on something, and I just kind of blew it off. I didn't really think I was qualified but um, when I was watching all that was going on with COVID and the lockdowns, I understood the lockdowns at first sure. because we nobody knew what we were dealing with. Right. But it did start to get frustrating when the mandates kept happening and what I thought was the overuse of emergency powers. I kind of filed that away as, hmm, you know, I'm not sure I'm too happy about that. And I think other people were a little frustrated by that. But... Um, Another episode was, of course, the George Floyd riots and the aftermath of that. Sure. Everything became very racialized, and um, the defund the police narrative was frustrating to me because there were people in the public eye who were speaking as if they were speaking for all black people, and I am black, African-American, in case you had noticed, and I... Um, I, At least you need to let the radio audience right. know, so we appreciate <laughs> <Right>. that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am African-American, and I was listening to this and thinking, that's not really how I see it. That's not my perspective. And that was one thing that made me want to get my voice heard and, mm. get, you know, um, let my let my perspective be heard on not wanting to defund the police, but wanting to make sure that the legislature does fund our policing agencies so that people can be protected and um, we don't, you know, one bad cop um, does not make for an entire sure. bad um, police force. Yeah, and, and those are all excellent points, and they kind of co- they kind of uh, uh, intersected each other. You know, you talk about the COVID lockdowns, and and I, you know, I, I agree with you. You know, early on in March and April, given what we were dealing with, yeah, it was it was perfectly appropriate to shelter in place, and then it was amazing in the aftermath of the. Of the of the George Floyd's death, you know there were uh, a lot of protests that took place, and 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 I don't have a problem with that. I'm a big First right. Amendment advocate, and right. I understood the frustration that was being conveyed at these protests. But the problem I had is when there were protests protesting the lockdowns and people of their loss of their livelihood and businesses shuttering and saying this isn't sustainable. People like that were almost demonized. Whereas the social justice protests, again, however you feel about that particular cause. It was almost as if COVID didn't exist. It was right. off the front page, Marla exactly. Halseth. So was that kind of a was that kind of a conflict for you as well? Looking it at was. it that way, it was. And and to be honest, the Black Lives Matter organization, the group itself, the BLM organization, um, they, I think they, you know, had a lot of the protests and were a part of those protests, and they weren't being required to you know wear the same masks and have the same kind of restrictions that others had. And it was very frustrating to me. We also attend church, and our church had to wear masks, and we, sometimes we couldn't attend. But right. yet, this big group of people, once they want, you know, once they want to protest for their cause, 
all limits are off, and so they can do whatever they want. And that, yes, that was very frustrating. Yeah, and and it was something I, I think, you know, even uh, some epidemiologists after a while were pointing out, it's like, you know, we're kind of undermining our own credibility sure, with some exactly. of these protests. But at the same time, it's almost as if people are afraid to speak out against us. Like, well, yeah. do you not care about what's going on within the black community and, and how they're these people are feeling oppressed, which I don't denigrate those feelings at all. I, I absolutely understand and was willing to listen to where they were coming from. But at the same time, if the virus is as transmissible and contagious as it is, it doesn't discriminate which uh, group of people it's going right. after. So, right, right. yeah, that that's where I was gobsmacked. Well, along those same lines, obviously, we're hearing a lot of candidates, whether it's running for statewide office, state legislature, what have you, uh, talking about what they're hearing from voters. And obviously, in the in the urban areas, you know, we're hearing a lot about the concern, particularly in St. Paul, Minneapolis, the increase in violent crime. <clears throat> Suburbs aren't completely immune from it, but they're certainly not seeing the issues that they are in the urban areas. So along those lines, in Prairie, Minnetonka, what are some of the top priorities on the minds of voters as you're engaging them? Right. Good question. I have been door knocking a lot. I've been door knocking for quite a few months now. And the conversations I have with voters center around mostly... I was thinking about this on the way here. It really does center mostly around crime. Really? Okay. Or things related to that. Because when you and, think Minnetonka, Eden Prairie, that doesn't that isn't the first thing that automatically comes to mind, people not living in those areas. No, no. And we don't have as much crime as, obviously, right. as Minneapolis. And I have met with our chief of police for both cities, Minnetonka and Eden Prairie. And our chief, uh, Matt Sackett in Eden Prairie, has said that carjackings are not the main problem in right. Prairie. It's mostly um, repeat offenders, people who commit small crimes um, and then get put in jail and get out the same day and then go commit more crimes. So that to me is um, more of a prosecutor and sentencing guideline issue. So right. um, yeah, the attorney general and that those need to be held accountable for that. But um, I have talked to two voters who moved to Eden Prairie for the reason of um, crime, that was one. That was one issue. It wasn't the top one, though. I have one woman I remember distinctly because I asked her if I could quote her. She said, I moved just a month ago from Minneapolis to Eden Prairie because I couldn't find a comparable house in Minneapolis. I wanted to move. Sure. Um, and she couldn't find one that was in her price range. And her sons, her two sons were not being educated the way that she wanted them to be educated. So one was more advanced and wanted more advanced classes and it wasn't available where she was. But the other son, her other son was feeling like she had to be, or he had to answer questions as though white men are bad. That's Mm. what she said. And so the race issue is coming up in schools, and that was frustrating to her. Oh, no question. Well, once again, we are joined in studio by Marla Helseth. She running for Minnesota Senate, Senate District 49, which covers Eaton Prairie and southern part of Minnetonka. Back with another segment with our in-studio guest, Marla Helseth, on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free odyssey app your business is ready for a reboot a recharge the way our companies operate has changed adapting to the changes hasn't been easy but never more important to succeed many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing but are you using the full potential of every one of them that's where salem surround can help Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers, making buying decisions right now and for the future. Will they consider or even know about you? The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. At am1280thepatriot.com, you guide the conversation. Gregor's thoughts on debt cancellation. You've been lied to on every major issue by the left, but you're being told the truth about climate change. 
I don't know which I'm more upset by, Newsom's dictatorial order that there will not be any gas-powered cars sold within 13 years in California, or the, the Biden completely illegal canceling of uh, tuition debt. The bad news from the left is so consistent. The authoritarianism, the corruption is so deep. Go to am1280thepatriot.com. Click on Hosts and search for the hot topics and issues you want to hear addressed. A massive archive of intelligent conversation is just a click away at am1280thepatriot.com. Catch up on the latest news and information affecting Minnesota's great outdoors with Outdoor News Radio. We talk hunting, fishing, and natural resources in the great state of Minnesota every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Joining me, Rob Dreesline, our guest like bow hunting expert, Tony Peterson, professional anglers like Tackle Terry Tuma and Tim Lesmeister, and nature gurus like the bird chick, Sharon Staler. Join us for Outdoor News Radio. Every Sunday morning at 8 on our sister station, Freedom 1570. You listen every day. I never miss it. So now it's time for you to join the conversation. Who, me? Like AM 1280 The Patriot on Facebook and share your thoughts with like-minded conservatives. You can also enter to win prizes, learn about upcoming events, and more. AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. You can, again, check in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And check us out on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Give us a like or a follow on there as well. Feel free to comment or uh, leave a question there as well. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, Continuing our discussion with Marla Helseth. She running for Minnesota State Senate. Senate District 49, again, the southern part of Minnetonka and all of Eden Prairie. Uh, Marla, before I forget, uh, you have a website where people can go to find out more about your candidacy. And money isn't everything, but it is important. So uh, is. keeping the Senate, uh, the razor-thin majority for the Republicans is a priority. So it is. Marla, what's your rep- website? My website is m- easy to remember, MarlaForMinnesota.com. And the four is F-O-R. Got it. MarlaForMinnesota.com. Correct. And uh, obviously, uh, you can find out all about uh, Marla herself, uh, the issues that she's uh, passionate about and advocating for. Uh, one area where you left off uh, as we went into the last break, uh, talking about uh, kind of at least alluding to some uh, curriculum that's being taught in schools. And obviously, mm-hmm. school school issue, a lot of what's going on handled specifically at the local level, whether it be school boards or whatnot. However, the state is having a role in kids' education. And one thing that I think is really taking hold, and what I've been advocating for, or talking about at least on this station for about 10 years, school choice. That, Mm -hmm. I think, and a lot of other people are touting this, is the next civil rights issue of our era. And we're seeing it play out, uh, particularly what happened with COVID and schools being locked down, kids with their distance learning, not sustainable. And you being a teacher, Marley, you could certainly speak to that. So from an educational standpoint, is that a priority that you're looking at, specifically school choice kind of modeling of what we're seeing in Arizona? Absolutely. It is a it is very important. It is something I'm really looking at and pushing for. I know I can't do it all by myself, but I really do think we need to do something in Minnesota to bring about more educational options and choices for parents. I know that we have open enrollment and people consider that a choice. But I don't think that's enough. I think we need actual choices of schools to send kids to and more homeschool options and more private school options, along with continuing to fund public schools if that's where their parents want the kids to go. So the curriculum is a big factor. Yeah, and that's the one thing that I, I, I bristle at when you know they talk about Republicans in education, how Republicans want to defund public schools. Well, number one, where does the money come from? It comes right. from comes from the taxpayers, and secondly, it's not defunding the the public schools necessarily. It's the tax dollars that are earmarked for a student that can follow them to a school of their choice. And I, I think a big part of this particular issue, and I'm sure something that you you may or may not be realizing is really need to kind of educate the public more on this. It's not that the public is naive or, or dumb. It's just this is the way it's always been. And whenever there's a change, you kind of have to guide people accordingly. So is this, something, is this something that's coming up as you're talking to voters about education? Because Minnetonka, Eden Prairie, very good reputation, sure. solid schools. Yep. But yet I have a, I have a feeling that uh, educational issues are still uh, prevalent. They very much are. And um, you're right in saying that the public 
not that they're completely ignorant, but they do need to be educated a little bit more on how the funding for school works, which is very complicated. Um, I found that out. But also (laughs) (laughs) what... um, you know, what options there are, what the possibilities are, and we need to let people know that the narrative or the the criticism that will be siphoning off money from public schools is not true. Mm-hmm. It can be, both can be done. And yes, I have heard, that is another issue I've heard from voters, and oddly enough, I've heard it from grandparents. Oh. I remember knocking on a couple doors where both couples came out, the grandma and the grandpa, and they both said that we're concerned with what our grandchildren are learning in school. And to be honest, whenever I bring up um, the word divisiveness or that any type of kind of racialized teaching, you know, social justice is being taught in schools, I feel like because I'm a black candidate, I think they feel more free to tell me, yes, you know, that is a concern of ours. Um, The concern is that their kids in school are being taught to see each other according to skin color, and that is creating more division, and we're going backwards rather than going forward and seeing each other with respect and seeing each other for who they are, not as how they identify based on just skin color alone. And that is a real problem and a real factor in schools, um, and not that the legislature can fix that, um, but... We need to create more options for parents, and we need to reassure them. We do need to give them some kind of transparency as to what is being taught in school. I know that that was um, an issue in the legislature recently in the last session. Senator Roger Chamberlain wanted to um, create more transparency with curriculum. I think that's a good thing. Uh, one of the things that, <clears throat> excuse me, that I've uh, that I've had an issue with, you know, uh, particularly Republicans. I mean, I agree with the with the uh, broader concept mm-hmm. about, yeah, and particularly what you said, we should not uh, teach within the context of looking at each other based on skin color. Yeah, we see it. I mean, you know, sure. I, I mean, uh, but we don't judge people differently by it. I think that's right. the that's the key distinction. But the problem I have is, I, and and again. I don't know if you're seeing this from your Republican colleagues or not, but there, there's a messaging issue. It's just like mm, there yes. is no subject specifically called critical race theory. It is just that. It's just a theory by the way certain curriculum is taught. So from that standpoint, uh, do you feel that you and your Republican colleagues are better equipped with this messaging? Because, you know, given that we consistently uh, Republicans are consistently behind in fundraising, it's going to take a lot to amplify their message and We've got to be on point, Marla Hilsa. Right. So are you saying, are we messaging it correctly? Are yeah. You do you feel we are? I mean, I mean, you're yeah. new to this, so you're, you're coming from an outside perspective. You're not a career politician, Marla. Right. That's true. I am. This is my first time running, and I'm not a career politician. I'm not tr- running to be a politician either. Of course. But I do. Um, we definitely need to change our messaging and be more, I think, Republican. The Republican Party needs to be more specific and be more bold about what kind of things we are standing for. So there may not be um, critical race theory itself that's taught at a college level. That may not be being taught in schools. Sure. But there are elements of it. Um, There are elements of what we would call maybe anti-racism. You can call it a lot of things, equity and inclusion kind of things. Anyway, it's, it's focusing, it's putting the focus on race and on oppressors and the oppressed or on um, the powerful and the victims. And it's just in little pockets. Mostly it's probably going to end up a lot in our social studies curriculum. Mm. And I think we need to address it. I think Republicans need to, we need to have a broader message and a bolder message on what we, what we're standing for and what we, what, that's why I want to run to refocus priorities. We want to put our priorities on academic excellence, um, teaching in schools what they really need to learn, you know, math and reading, because we're very low in those things. And Minnesota is not going to have our students be proficient in math and reading by teaching them social issues. You know, we need to focus on the things that are really right. Right. going to further them. That's fantastic. Yeah. Again, we are joined by uh, Marla Helseth. She running in Minnesota Senate District number 49. Marla, we only have a couple of minutes left. Uh, we could probably take two segments on uh, government right, yeah. waste, fraud, and abuse, yes. uh, something that's been very prevalent in the news recently, particularly in light of the Feeding Our Future scandal, which uh, has resulted in a quarter of a billion dollars yes. 
and fraud. And the, the biggest issue I always have, obviously, there's, there's been that. There's been the issues with health and human services, mm-hmm. uh, the Department of Human Services, money going out the door without yes. the proper paperwork during COVID. So who knows where yeah. it went? Uh, and, of course, the DFL always rejoicing when we have a projected budget surplus, which I've never understood why it's a good thing taking more money from taxpayers than that is required. So from that standpoint, Marla Elseth, uh, when we're talking about reining in out-of-control government spending and trying to hit back at the DFL's narrative that uh, you know Republicans want to cut key programs that help needy people, how do you respond to that? We, I want to run for office because I want to work with others to do exactly that, to help rein in spending and to help limit government. We need to be better at it. I think people realize that it's their tax dollars that are being wasted Mm -hmm. and being stolen. And we need to remember that. So I, there is a legislative audit commission. Yes. And, um, I've been talking to Senator Mark Coran about that and the things that he's doing on the audit commission. They are doing a great job as far as I know. Um, and both parties are in this commission trying to fight against fraud. It is something we need to focus on. It's something I want to work on as well. It's taxpayer dollars. Yeah, absolutely. So once again, we're joined by Marla Helseth again. marla for minnesotacom to find out all about uh, why she's running, issues she's passionate about. And there's also uh, links where you can check out her social media feeds when she's out and about uh, on the trail. Marla Helseth. Best of luck going forward. Thank, thank you, you so thank much you. for joining us, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. I appreciate it, Brad. Thank you. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Hi, this is Tim O from the Kingdom Builders. Hey, did you know that at the Kingdom Builders, we do more than just install new roofs? We can replace your soffits and fascia with maintenance-free metal wraps or even custom-colored LP SmartSide material. We also install seamless gutters in any number of colors to match your siding or trim. Gutters are one of the main factors in keeping your basement dry by collecting and channeling rainwater away from your foundation. They can more than pay for themselves compared to the damage caused by a water-soaked finished basement. They also help prevent erosion in your flower beds and landscaping by controlling the waterfalls coming off your roof. And if you're tired of cleaning out clogged gutters and downspots, we have a number of gutter covers that will save you time and a good bit of cash compared to many others out there in the market. Let us show you the difference Kingdom Builders can do for you. Give us a call at 612-900-9166 or go to thekingdombuilders.com. Like we always say, we're not salesmen, we're just great roofers. Dr. Gorka here, and you know me. I am very cynical about products, especially those that claim to help people suffering from pain. So when I tell you that Relief Factor truly works, I want you to know that I mean it. I suffered from a stiff lower back for almost a decade, one so painful it made it difficult to kneel in church on Sundays. When I finally decided to give Relief Factor a try, I didn't ever imagine that I would find myself free of the pain. But that's what happened happened. Now I take Relief Factor every day. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-764-2179. 800-764-2179. That's 800-764-2179. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. 
Again, check us out at Twitter, hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for comments or questions. And uh, oh, also feel free to follow along my blog, bradcarlson.org, where we uh, have a post promoting today's show. You can leave a comment or question there as well. Uh, always an honor to welcome to the studio a longtime friend of the broadcast. I've, I believe she is the uh, most frequent appearing legislator on this broadcast, Karen Housley, uh, vying to win re-election in a new district now, Senate District 33, which covers eh, still part of the uh, most of the St. Croix River Valley and goes north and went a little eastward now, too, I think. Uh, no, 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 westward. Westward. Why do I keep saying east? West. We, we don't keep saying it. You keep I saying it. I keep saying it. it. Yeah, I keep saying it. <laughs> I east don't is Wisconsin. I don't want to live in Wisconsin. I don't blame you. Uh, <laughs> westward, uh, Hugo, I think Forest Lake was in there before, wasn't yep, it? Yeah, uh, so I had a Hugo, Delwood, Montemita, and Willerney. Okay, well, regardless, uh, Karin's here to keep me on task. Uh, Karin Housley, welcome to the broadcast. Good to see you as always. Thank you for having me, Brad. I'm excited to be here. I think last time I talked to you, you added another uh, granddaughter to the mix and another, and a, and a, well, the one and only daughter-in-law. So a lot going on in the Housley yeah. family, as there seems to be every month. <laughs> our son got married this summer, and then Taylor, our oldest daughter, had another baby. So now we have four grandkids and who live right across the street from us. So Fortuitous. That's awesome. Yeah, so we're, and Phil has since retired, semi-retired, my husband is taking the year off. so the I did house, not know this. Yes. Oh, yeah. Breaking news, people. Okay. Uh, yeah. So he's home. He's not in Arizona. He's he's here. And so it's kind of nice to have him around, too. So we're, we're like back to one big family. All the kids are in Minnesota and all four kids, all four grandkids and a husband. Okay. So he's going to eschew the winters in Arizona, huh? Well, so far, <laughs> so far, it hasn't started to snow yet, and so I don't know. Well, yeah, it's covered, it's covered. So, well, great, yeah, uh, and uh, all, and I, and it's a family effort too. Whenever these reelection campaigns come up, I know, uh, see the family out there uh, putting in work on your behalf. So, uh, did you kind of recruit them for parades and walking and all that good stuff? I did, Housley? I did, and then I always have to like bribe them that we'll do a we'll do a <laughs> dinner at Acapulco's after, and I'm buying because yeah, they, I mean it's been twelve years of parades that. That they are like, mom. Seriously, you picked this career, <laughs> not us. But and the signs, just can we get? Can you give me just two hours to go do signs on Saturday, please, please, please? Phil has been awesome. Um, but yeah, getting getting everybody. But the kids, the little kids. I just want to tell a really funny story quick. Of Lewis, course. our six year old grandson, he was in the Forest Lake Parade. No, in the Stillwater Parade. Okay. And he goes to school in Stillwater, and he's a super super shy kid. But he was doing the parade, and he sees a girl in his kindergarten class on the side, and she's like waving, Lewis, Lewis, Lewis. So he goes over to her, and he's got his bucket of candy, and he's going to throw some to her, and he stands in front of her, and he's looking into her eyes, and he just took his bucket and he dumped it all over right in front of her. He was wow. like, here is my sacrificial candy to you, my girlfriend. Wow, smooth. So I know, smooth I know. Dog. And then, yeah. then I said, take a picture. Take, I'm the candidate running, and I make them stop. I got had to take their picture. It was so cute. Well, you're still a grandma, too, I mean, still. at heart. I mean, with, with everything you got going on, I mean, the grandma's always going to come yeah, out. Yeah, comes first. That yeah. is for sure. So, well, uh, obviously, typically is a Senate, uh, state Senate's a four-year term. Unless it's a redistricting year, then you got to run again in two years. So, obviously, running again. Uh You've always been putting in the work, you know, regardless of what your district looks like, regardless if it's the same district. But now that you got some of those new towns in there, uh, what are you kind of hearing from some of your new constituents uh, introducing yourself and getting out there, Karen Housley? It's good. It actually really helped to run for statewide office, the U.S. Senate, in 2018. That's true, yeah. Because now even door knocking in Hugo and Montemita and Willerney and Delwood, the new areas, I'll walk up to the door and they say, I know who you are, Karen Housley, and I don't correct them. Um, Karen, Karen, Karen. Karen uh, doesn't have a very good connotation no, these days, unfortunately. No, I don't want to be a Karen. And but, I, have an, uh, I have a lovely Aunt Karen, and so I feel bad because I of that. I know. They really ruined Karen's <laughs> Yeah, they did. They? Um, but it feels really, really good. Hugo is, is very similar to Forest Lake, very, very conservative. Monomita is um, similar to Lake Elmo that I used to have that I don't have anymore. Kind of split. Sure. Uh, but... Really, really good, and it, it's feeling really good this cycle in just with the issues that are important to the people in the suburbs really resonate with our Republican platform. Absolutely, and obviously one of your uh, passion uh, that you've uh, advocated for, well, I've sat on the committee of the long-term care and uh, me- uh, memory care, something I know is near and dear to your heart. Um, 
Is that that's something that probably carries a lot of gravitas for you as you're reaching out to some of the uh, senior citizens in the district, Karen? It's I I just love my senior citizens. You you know, I've been I've been I'm their your most frequent legislator on the show. And we always talk about my, about my old people, but um, <laughs> love 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 them and visiting the senior centers and and just being an advocate for these folks at the Capitol because there was nobody before that really talked about their issues and their number one issue right now is we've got to get rid of the tax on Social Security, mm, yes. um, the Minnesota state tax, one of a handful of states that still does it. And it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, I mean that affects. Uh, like a half a million people here in Minnesota. So let's like that extra hundred, two hundred dollars a month is huge to these seniors. So that's one of their issues right now. But yeah, just making sure that that I am their voice at the Capitol, whatever it is, protecting them against abuse, neglect, uh, um, and keeping them safe. Right. And, and whatever it is, uh, health insurance, just just being their voice is always fun for me. And the stories are so good. Oh yeah, you gotta love yeah. gotta love some of those stories. And they, you know. Probably talk about fellow grandkids, right? You know, yes, we do. Part. Yes, we do. Talk <laughs> and of course, about they that. tell you you're way too young to be a grandma. That you probably get that a lot, Garen Owsley. No, I don't get that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm surprised by. I'm surprised by <laughs> that. But uh, so you've obviously, uh, you know, you've had different issues. Uh, each cycle is unique in and of itself. Obviously, 2020 was you know very unique year. I mean, uh, door knocking. Some legislators didn't door knock as much as others. I mean, obviously there was a protocol. You, did you do the uh, door knock and kind I of did. step back several feet? Are you still doing? Are those protocols still, still kind of in place? Um, it was kind of interesting in 2020. Uh, it, I I loved it. I had to because you know in 2020 they the Democrats spent 1.5 million dollars against me just mm, to try and wow. get this little Senate seat. It was so I was nervous every day. There were at least three mail pieces in my box. Um, it would you know, and little Lewis would be watching his YouTube and a, an ad would pop up and he'd say, "Gigi, how come they say you're a bad person?" Yeah. It what was, does extreme mean? Yeah, Gigi? extreme. <laughs> um, so, but it was interesting in 2020 because. People would invite you into their house. You'd knock on the door and they'd say, come on in. I want to show you the remodel project I've been doing. Like they were craving to talk to people. Yes. So it was like, wow, all right. So uh, it was fun, fun, fun. This time around, um, it kind of seems like people know how they're going to vote. And I just knock and it's about 30 seconds and move on. But it's been really, really good response at the door. And I'm still knocking. We've we've done the whole district once already. So now we're back through doing the second time. So great volunteers that we have at Housley for Senate. Yeah, obviously there there are a lot of very uh, uh, issues that are concerning to folks in the Twin Cities area. I mean, I get it. In in your particular district, you certainly aren't seeing the increase in violent crime that you might be seeing in Hennepin County, uh, in Ramsey County. But nevertheless, you've got constituents who work in these areas. And I would imagine they have some concerns about that, Karen. Well, we do have some, crime has gone up. It has gone up. Washington County, uh, I think it's gone up by 15 percent. Is it is violent crime? Well, carjackings, um, really? catalytic converters. The lady across the street got her car oh stolen right out of her garage. Yeah, it's it's when it starts seeping out into the suburbs, that's where moms like perk up and go, this has to end. And and they're frustrated. And a lot of them have their kids going to the University of Minnesota and crime down there is horrific. Uh, doing a thing tonight, um, a crime watch with my friend Bob to see what they're doing at the university to stop that. And it's, it is number one on people's even even in greater Minnesota, uh, they don't come down to Minneapolis anymore, and we're losing conventions because nobody wants to put their conventions mm-hmm. on in, in the Twin Cities. So we have to get that under wraps. That's the number one issue besides the economy when I'm knocking at the doors. Crime in the economy, uh, 95% of the time. So are you hearing a lot? I mean, obviously it's been in the news. The media has been forced to cover. You can't exactly ignore a quarter of a billion dollar scandal like we're seeing with the Feeding Our Future saga. I mean, as you're, as that has kind of seeped out into the mainstream, are you? Uh, what is people's general reaction? I mean, I mean, I have to imagine it's outrage, but are they going to do, channel it in the right way, Karen Housley? Um, this was that's interesting because I'm in charge of our, our candidate committee, so recruiting our candidates to run on the Republican side. And every Monday and Thursday night, we have calls with these candidates, and we ask them what they're hearing at the doors. This is from all over the state. And just this last week, since the Feeding Our Future scandal, it's got people really ticked off because those are of those are our tax-paying dollars that Governor Walls is just letting go out the window fraudulently to um, buying properties across the world, to Teslas, of vacations, um, 
$100,000 in gold bars given to someone's Somali um, uh, wedding gift. Oh, this is, gosh. This, I listened to on uh, Center, of the Amer- Center for the American Experiment did in one, in one hour just on feeding our futures because you get all the little stuff on the news or in the newspaper, but Bill Glahn and um, John Hinderocker did an amazing... Yes, humans and, work. Yeah, it was. Yeah, they work. Um, but just... The, 49 people have been indicted, and that's just the beginning. So how how does Governor Walls, um, Keith Ellison, who also got a donation from um, one of the 49 people indicted, uh, John Hoffman, the senator from Anoka, got a donation. I think they have since given them back, but still, that how can this happen? Mm. How can this happen? So uh, Senator Dr. Jensen put out his plan this last week on how— how he's going to have an agency that can stop fraud and make sure that all of these government dollars are accountable because it's not the government's dollars. These are our dollars. These are our dollars that are buying property in Africa and Tesla's and people going to jail and and 250 million. It's a, I mean, and there will be more. That's just one of the three agencies that was getting this money. That's feeding our futures. And there's more, more to come. It is, it's embarrassing. Once again, we are joined in studio by longtime friend of the broadcast, Minnesota State Senator Karen Housley, running for re-election. Uh, this time it's going to be in the new Senate District 33, which includes, uh, saying, uh, does it include? Uh, no St. Mary's Point. I no, don't know no, no, okay, so Stillwater, uh, or Stillwater Township, Stillwater, May uh, Township. Bayport. Marine. Yeah, and then uh, goes west. West, and uh, you picked up Hugo and some of those other suburbs there as well. Forest Lake Marine, we got to get them all in there. Absolutely. Oak Park Heights. I, I've seen some big car and housing signs. I was in Scandia last weekend, so those are prominent as well. Well, we'll be back with another segment with Karen Housley in studio uh, talking about more about her reelection campaign and uh, the end of last session, too. Oh, yeah, she was a sitting senator, so there was some stuff going on at the end of last session we'll talk about. Back in mere moments on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Dan owed an unbelievable amount of money to the IRS. I got behind on my taxes. It's a horrible feeling. He was in denial. And when I got those letters from the IRS, you wanted to act like they didn't exist. Finally, Dan turned to Optima Tax Relief, the leading tax resolution firm. A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, they've resolved over $1 billion for their clients. Optima got me a settlement with the IRS. These people are really people-friendly. It was every bit of a new lease on life for me. The fast action and the great results made Dan's head spin. I felt like I was in a dream, but it's real, and I have paperwork to prove it. They got the job done, and life is good. For tax help you can trust, call Optima now for a free consultation. If you're worried about what's going to happen with the IRS, stop worrying. Make the call now. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Testimonial from an actual client. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony I'm Madrid. Staff Sergeant Smith I'm Staff Sergeant Alex I'm Staff Keaton. Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I am proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I am proud to be a member and of... And I'm proud to serve in the United and States. And I am Air proud Air. to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com 
612 The Bird. Now you can say, I got a guy, when you have an electrical problem or a home project. Early Bird Electric is the troubleshooting expert, and they love old homes. For home rewires, remodeling projects, and emergency service, you can trust Early Bird because of their unmatched service guarantees. And yes, Early Bird offers same day service and 24 7 emergency service. 612 The Bird. Mention AM 1280 The Patriot, and your trip charge is free with repair purchase. 612 The Bird. Or visit 612TheBird.com. Join the Patriot Freedom Fan Club for prizes, contests, quizzes, and more. Plus, get exclusive access to pre-sale tickets to events. It's free to join, so visit am1280thepatriot.com today. AM1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks always for tuning in. Again, check out my blog at bradcarlson.org and here to take your phone calls. Well, no, we're not. We're recording. What am I saying? We're not, we're not here to take your phone calls. But uh, sorry about that, folks. Yeah, this is uh, the, the, the gig is up. Show's being pre-recorded, but that's okay. We do have uh, powerhouse guests uh, stopping by today. And again, longtime friend of the broadcast, uh, Karen Housley, joining us in studio. Uh, Karen, before I forget, uh, if people want to find out more about your candidacy, and again, money isn't everything, but it is something, where can people find out more about it? Thank you, Brad. It is HousleyForSenate.com, H-O-U-S-L-E-Y, for Senate.com. And you can donate there. You can volunteer. You can get a sign. Um, and also on my Facebook page, Karen Housley or Karen Housley MN. I've got like three different Facebook pages. One is for my Senate, one is my personal, and one is um, campaign. But you can communicate with me on all of them. Absolutely. HousleyForSenate.com. And again, go to BradCarlson.org. I'll be linking to all of our guests' uh, websites where you can find out more about their candidacies, because it is a uh, candidate palooza on uh, today's broadcast, that is for sure, because a lot at stake uh, this particular election cycle. Well, Karen, obviously you uh, had the luxury of uh, being a uh, sitting senator this uh, last session. Uh, rather contentious end of the session. Uh, of course, we saw the uh, hot mic moment where apparently Governor Walls was calling off uh, the negotiators for end of the session negotiations. Uh, nothing uh, really got accomplished in the minds of, of some. Uh, is that a fair assessment, Karen Housley? Um, well, a lot got accomplished on the Senate side. We passed all the good stuff. We got it off the floor, and then the Democrats in the House um, put the kibosh on it at the at the um, order of Governor Walls. There were deals that were made, and mm. then in the 11th hour, in the hot mic moment, um, Governor Walls says, do not agree to that. That uh, was right there in Senator Kiffmeyer's committee. So it was extremely disappointing to put all of that work in um, for the people of Minnesota, good stuff, and then to have the governor pull that. And then, you know, a week later, turning it around and blaming it on us. I mean, that was it's so wrong. And then wanting us to come back into special session to get it done. Well, we had it done, Governor. And then you just pulled the plug on it. So it was it was disappointing. There was good things in the bonding bill. There was a tax cuts, the largest tax cut in Senate history. And he pulled the plug on that. So people are a little ticked off. And I am hearing that at the doors. Like, what happened to getting rid of the tax on Social Security for seniors. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what happened. Governor Walls wouldn't let that go. So that was so that was it. That was a sticking point that he wanted to keep the, the tax in well, place? It was no, he wants it done too. He okay. wants it done. Okay. But they wanted to trade for spending more money on Minneapolis and St. Paul. It's not like we've had surplus oh, we yep. have had budget surpluses. Hmm. Yeah, okay. yeah. So and they pushed us to a limit. We agreed to keep $4 billion in the coffers for a rainy day fund. Sure. We agreed to spend $4 billion, which was made a lot of us senators almost throw up because that was way more than we wanted to spend. And then $4 billion on tax cuts. So we were like, okay, that's fair. You guys are spending your $4 billion. We're letting you. $4 billion on the tax cuts and then $4 billion. And then in the 11th hour, oh, we want more than $4 billion. And that was... Absolutely no way. You had already pushed us. Two billion was our max. So, and and we've got a answer to our constituents too, oh, sure. who said, "No, you know what? We'll wait till next time around. We'll flip the house to Republicans, and then we'll get it all done, and then hopefully have a Republican governor, and then we can get all of that good stuff done." Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that's the the thing that is. Uh, you know, concerning it, particularly voters who may not be as heavily engaged, you know, they just see and hear one thing that something didn't get done. And the governor, because he has the bully pulpit, he can mm-hmm. get up there and say, well, I'd like to call a special session. It's like, 
who has the authority to uh, call us back? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so. yep. He has the authority. So go ahead, call us back. But he knows he, he won't call us back. He just does that for the, the news bites and blames it on the legislature. And he does have the power to call us back. So it's not happening. So, yeah, I mean, was there now how I mean, I know um, the way Governor Dayton worked is whenever there was a special session and it seemed like pretty much every single session there was that there had to be the parameters agreed to before you enter in just so you can kind of just give the votes and then move on with life. Um, how is Governor Walls any different? Did he want the framework of an agreement uh, agreed to or would he have been willing just to call everybody back and you all hash it out? I mean, how what's that dynamic? I think like? it looks bad on him if he calls us all back. I think they can't trust the Democrats in the House who would not agree to abide by an agreement. Mm, so yeah. I think that was the sticking point. We we had the agreement and we got all of our senators to go, yeah, even though it's tough for us to vote for spending that much money, we're going to do it to get those tax cuts. And they couldn't trust those members of the House to agree to it. So that's where and agree to bringing anything new up. You know, let's not bring up uh, gun issues or abortion issues. Let's just go in, uh, uh, vote on the things that we have agreed to. That's we wouldn't in the Senate would have done that for sure. Let's what we've agreed upon already. Let's go in, vote that off and get it done. But the House members, uh, Melissa Hortman has her hands full over there. So hopefully we've got a speaker doubt um, come January and we can get that stuff done first thing out of the gate. So if, uh, you know, you kind of alluded to that, the fact that, uh, you know, just need to flip four seats in the House for the Republicans Mm -hmm. to take a majority, obviously that's a uh, pretty slim uh, majority in the Senate. So obviously the goal is is to keep that and, of course, get the uh, uh, Dr. Jensen elected as governor. So if that were to happen, and obviously it is a plausible scenario that that could all happen. You have all three legs of the stool. What uh, would a unified Republican Party having control, complete control in St. Paul, what are the top priorities? Because that would be that would obviously be a budget year. So what are some of the top priorities that would uh, be in place if that were to go, whether that were to occur? Um, well, public safety, that one, making sure that Makes we sense. fund our police. Let's let's turn this state around and have it be a place where people can feel safe sending their kids to the University of Minnesota and not be afraid in the suburbs that you're going to get carjacked. Um, secondly, making life more affordable for everybody in Minnesota. That's what I hear at the doors. Um, the cost of a, a dozen eggs is now $3, or is it $4? Now I can't even remember. Um, but... Just the cost of life and, mm, and yeah. doing those tax cuts. I mean, one of the highest tax states in the country. Um, that's we've got to we've got to fix that. So getting those tax cuts and again the social security and then schools. I mean, when forty percent of our kids aren't reading at grade level, forty percent. Like that's a that's a, a, a horrible failure. And how much time has been lost because of COVID and, and the distance and, learning. Absolutely. And keeping those kids safe in school and the mental health grants like we really have to help those. Boys. I mean, I just look at my grandkid and, and grandkid, um, but the one that was in school sure. messed up for a full year. I mean, that caused him so much anxiety and he's only six. You know, he went through three masks a day because he would chew through them. <laughs> yeah. Um, just they were soaking wet. Right, so, right. And the learning. I mean, looking at the kids who are seniors now and I mean, they're doing their homecomings up big because yeah, right. they, they missed a few. Um, so. Just, but making sure that we're teaching reading, writing, and arithmetic in the schools is is where we should be focused on, not not woke issues. And I see a lot of school board candidates; those are their issues. Um, so getting back to the basics of reading, writing, and arithmetic, and making sure that we can have a future for these kids when they graduate our high schools. So along the lines of education, obviously, you know, we hear a lot about that, and and uh, a lot of the uh, contentious uh, meetings at at school boards. I mean, it, it just, uh, I mean, you know. Certain people are nervous when they start labeling parents, concerned parents as domestic terrorists, which is absolutely disgusting. But it nevertheless, it, it shines a bright light on the fact that, hey, parents are concerned. There is something going on within the schools. A lot of that is taken care of at the district level, local level, the school board. What purview specifically does the state have in addressing some of these issues, Karen Housley? And you're right. It is it is a local issue, and it should be kept up to kept um, within the uh, school districts and their school boards, and they should decide. But I mean, we fund them. We we partially right. fund the schools. So right. I mean, making sure that they can read at grade level when they graduate is very important. So there has to be some checks and balances at the state level to make sure that we are graduating kids, um, and not just by seat time. Remember the one that was passed a while ago <clears throat> that you just had to do your seat time. It didn't matter if you 
passed out of high school, as long as you put your time in the seat and you were in attendance for so many days, you would just pass right on out. So many kids could not get into college, and they'd have to do the remedial work at a at a um, a century college or, or some of sure. those before they could pass their ACTs to get into colleges. So um, college readiness tests. Um, so I think at the state level, we have to hold the school districts accountable and the Minnesota Department of Education. And again, overseeing the Minnesota Department of Education when they're giving out $500 million in, in funds and $250 million of it is going out the door to other countries fraudulently. They need to be held accountable. So you weren't uh, you weren't buying the back padding that the Walls administration was doing. Hey, we caught the fraud. What do you want? I mean, uh, and to I, point the blame at the judge. I mean, well, he's he's not said a whole lot about that since then. That, yeah, yeah, uh, backtracked, right? Yeah, I mean, you don't expect a member of the judicial branch yeah. to be vocal, and when they are, you know something's going on. on. Karen, and the like, reason it was caught too is Senator Chamberlain, the chair of the Education Committee in the Senate, held hearings in March and called these people forward. Mm-hmm. And said, where is this money going? So then that's when the feds were like, what's going on in Minnesota with that COVID money? So I hope there isn't any more. But, I mean, that money, $250 million, imagine where that money could go when it comes to kids in education. Sure. Like really where MDE money should be going. Right. So imagine that. Yeah, it's just, it's, I think a Governor Jensen would put the kibosh on any fraudulent funds going out the window. Yeah, and, and, I'm, and I'm grateful that, uh, you know, obviously the, the Jensen campaign, they, they've they've had very comprehensive plans for multiple issues. My concern at the outset was that they were just too hyper-focused on COVID and the lockdowns, which was important, but my concern was, well, by the time we get to November 2022, it may not be on the radar, which it really isn't anymore. I mean, not that you shouldn't yeah. take it seriously, but... Uh, the fact that the the Jensen campaign is coming out with more comprehensive stances on these issues that is definitely uh, definitely good to see. Well, we do only have about a minute and a half to go. Uh, Karen Housley, any final thoughts as you uh, get it back out there again on the trail again? If you want to give folks your website, you can feel free to do that too. But um, you know, as any final thoughts for voters in our audience, uh, what they can do these last uh, five plus weeks to. Get Republicans over the finish line? Yeah. Um, talk to your neighbors. Please talk to your neighbors. Ask them if their life is better now than it was four years ago. No, it's not. Inflation's skyrocketed. We have to get the economy in check. We have to keep our neighborhoods safe. And to do that, we need to vote Republican. So talk to your neighbors. Find out who's running in your district. Call them up. Call them up. See what they stand for. And get out and vote. Uh, vote Republican. It's huge for us. And um I think that's it. I think that's it, Brad. It's always fun. Well, we know you're all are putting in the work. I mean, I'm here. I mean, every time I'm talking to, to, to one of you and uh, on the show, you're you know doing something with the campaign. It seems like, and you do have lives outside the campaign, but yet uh, this is be, this is definitely a priority these next five weeks. We know that. So, uh, HousleyForSenate.com. Again, that's Karen's website. Uh, I'm going to link to it. My blog, bradcarlson.org, and she also has the links to her various social media apps. Uh, a lot of fun to see the the family out on the trail. It definitely is a family effort, Karen Alsey. So uh, uh, they they definitely have a stake in this, too, I would imagine. Yes, they do. They, they wear their Housley. Actually, little Lewis wore his Housley for Senate t-shirt for his school picture. Oh, I love um, it. <laughs> yes, yeah, so they're all involved. Thank you so much for having me again, Brad. Yeah. Say hello to your family, and we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. We appreciate the time, Karen. As always, thank you for uh, stopping by. So, hour number one in the books. Hour number two coming back in mere moments. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance, Radio Network, with me, Brad Carlson. Back in a few. This is Dennis Prager from Athanasium, the Math Learning Center. As you know, I prefer clarity to agreement. Being able to understand math is often key to achieving clarity. But with 6 out of 10 high schoolers not being proficient at math, students could be at a great disadvantage. Mathnasium helps students reach their potential to understand and even enjoy math, whether they're starting out far behind or already doing well. Using a customized one-on-one approach, Mathnasium educates and inspires students, helping them develop number sense math fluency, and confidence that equips them for success in school and for the rest of their lives. Mathnasium also provides homework help so students can better understand and finish it successfully on their own, freeing you up to focus on other aspects of parenting. Give your child a life-changing math learning experience. Contact one of the Mathnasium centers listed on the Patriots advertiser page at am1280thepatriot.com and receive $50 off your enrollment. Mathnasium changing lives through math.
We say thank you for your support of the Here to Help campaign. This past week, we raised over $27,000 to support the life-changing programs offered by the Salvation Army. Your donation is already at work right here in the Twin Cities, providing rent assistance, supportive housing programs, and more. Because of your generosity, families in the Twin Cities won't have to choose between paying rent or putting food on the table. They're getting the hand up they need to regain stability. Thanks again to Geritom Medical, and most of all, thank you. At am1280thepatriot.com, you guide the conversation. Gregor's thoughts on debt cancellation. You've been lied to on every major issue by the left, but you're being told the truth about climate change. I don't know which I'm more upset by. Newsom's dictatorial order that there will not be any gas-powered cars sold within 13 years in California, or the... The Biden completely illegal canceling of uh, tuition debt. The bad news from the left is so consistent. The authoritarianism, the corruption is so deep. Go to am1280thepatriot.com. Click on hosts and search for the hot topics and issues you want to hear addressed. A massive archive of intelligent conversation is just a click away at am1280thepatriot.com. You think a lot about your family, your friends, your favorite things to do. But you know what you don't think about? Who's your plumber? Hi, I'm Kayla from Champion Plumbing. And it's okay if the only time you think of us is when something happens, like your water heater quits on you. At Champion Plumbing, we can usually install a new water heater same day. Who's your plumber? Don't think, just call. Champion Plumbing, online at championplumbing.net. That's championplumbing.net. AM 1280, The Patriot is... Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.